Chapter 33. Pinocchio, having become a donkey, is bought by the owner of a circus, who wants to teach him to do tricks. The donkey becomes lame and is sold to a man who wants to use his skin for a drum head. Very sad and downcast, were the two poor little fellows, as they stood and looked at each others. Outside the room, the little man grew more and more impatient, and finally gave the door such a violent kick that it flew open. With his usual sweet smile on his lip, he looked at Pinocchio and Lamix and said to them, "Fine work, boys! You have braved well, so well that I recognize your voice immediately, and here I am." On hearing this, the two donkeys bowed their head in shame, dropped their ears, and put their tail between their legs. At first, the little man pet and caressed them and smoothed down their hairy coats. Then he took out a curly comb and worked over them till they shone, shone like glass. Satisfied with the looks of the two little animals, he bridled them and took them to a market. Far away from the lands of toy, in the hope of selling them at a good price. In fact, he did not have to wait very long for an offer. Lambix was bought by a farmer whose donkey had died the day before. Pinocchio went to the owner of the circus, who wanted to teach him to do tricks for his audience. And now, do you understand what little man profession was? These horrid little beings. Whose face shone with kindness, went about the world looking for boys, lazy boys, boys who hate books, who wanted to run away from home, who were tired of school. All this were his joy and his fortune. He took them with him to the lands of toy and let them play, enjoy themselves to their heart content. When after months of play and no work, they will become little donkeys. He sold them on the marketplace. In a few years, he had become a millionaire. What's happened to Lambic, my dear children? I do not know, but for Pinocchio, I can tell you, met with great hardship even from the first day. After putting Pinocchio in stable, his new master filled his manger with straw, but Pinocchio, after tasting a mouthful, spilled it out. Then the man filled the manger with hay, but. Pinocchio did not like that any better. Ah, you don't like that hay either," he cried angrily. "Wait, my pretty donkey. I'll teach you not to be so particular." Without more ado, he took a whip and gave the donkey a hearty blow across the legs. Pinocchio screamed with pain, and as he screamed, he brayed, "Ho ho ho! I can't digest straw." Then eat the hay," answered his master. Hey, give me headache! Do you pretend by any chance that I should feed you with ducks or chicken? Asked the man again, and angrier than ever, he gave poor Pinocchio another lashing. At that second beating, Pinocchio became very quiet and said no more. After that, the door of the stable was closed, and he was left alone. It was many hours since he had eaten anything, and he started to yawn from hunger. As he yawned. He opened a mouth as big as an oven. Finally, not finding anything else in the manger, he tasted the hay. After tasting it, he chewed it well, closed his eyes, and swallowed it. This hay is not bad, he said to himself. But how much happier I should be if I had studied! 
Just now, instead of hay, I should be eating some good breads and butters. Patient. Next morning, when he woke up, Pinocchio looked in the manger for more hay, but it was all gone. He had it. He had eaten it all during the night. He tried the straw, but as he chewed away at it, he noticed his great disappointment that it tastes neither like rice nor the macaroni. Patient, he repeated as he chewed. If only my misfortune might serve as a lesson to this obedient boy who refused to study. Patient, have patient. Patient indeed, shouted his master just then as he came into the stable. Do you think, perhaps, my little donkey, that I have brought you here only to give you food and drink? Oh no, you are here to help me earn some fine gold pieces. Do you hear? Come along now. I'm going to teach you how to jump, to bow, to dance a w a l l and a polka, and even to stand on your head. Poor Pinocchio, whether he liked it or not, had to learn all these wonderful things. But it took him three long months and cost him many, many lashings before he was pronounced perfect. The day came at last when Pinocchio Master was able to announce an extraordinary performance. The announcement posted all around the towns and written in large letters: "Great spectacle tonight! Leaps and exercise by great artists and the famous horses of the company. First public appearance of the famous donkey called Pinocchio, the star of the dance. The theater will be as light as day." That night, as you can well imagine, the theaters was filled to overflowing. One hour before the show was scheduled to start, not an orchestra chair could be had, not a balcony seat, nor a gallery seat, not even for the wage in gold. The place warm with boys and girls of all age and size, wrangling and dancing about in a fever of impatience to see the famous donkey dance. When the first part of the performance was over, the owners and the manager of the circus, in a black coat, white knee breeches, and patient leather boots, presented himself to the public, and in a loud, pompous voice made the following announcement: "Most honored friends, gentlemen and ladies, your humble servants, the manager of the theaters, present himself before you tonight in order to introduce you to the greatest, the famous donkey in the world." A donkey that he has had the great honors in a short life of performing before the king and queens and the emperors of all great courts of Europe. We thank you for your attention. This speech was greeted by much laughter and applause, and the applause grew to a roar when Pinocchio, the famous donkey, appeared in the circus ring. He was handsomely arranged. A new bridle of shining letters with buckles of polished brass was on his back. Two white camellias were tied to his ear. Ribbon and tassels of red silk adorned his mane, which was divided into many curls. A great shaft of gold and silver was fastened around his waist, and his tail was decorated with ribbons of many br- brilliant colors. He was a handsome donkey indeed. Then the manager introducing him to the public with this word, "Most honored audience." I shall not take your time tonight to tell you of the great difficulties which I encountered while trying to tame these animals. Since I found him in the wilds of Africa, observe, I beg you, the savage look of his eye, all the means used by centuries of civilization in subduing wild beasts, failed in the case. I had finally to resort to the gentle language of the whips. 
in order to bring him to my will. With all my kindness, however, I never succeed in gaining my donkey's love. He is still today as savage as the other days. He still fears and hates me, but I have found in him one great redeeming feature. Do you see this little bumps on his forehead? It is a bump which gives him his great talents of dancing and using his feet as nimbly as a human being. Admire him and enjoying yourself. I let you now be the judge of my success as a teacher of animals. Before I leave you, I wish to state that there will be another performance tomorrow night. If the weather sweetens rains, the great spectacle will take place at 11 o'clock in the morning. The manager both and then turned to Pinocchio and said, Ready Pinocchio, before starting your performance, salute to your audience. Pinocchio obediently bent his two knees to the ground and remained kneeling until the manager, with the cracks of the whip, quite sharply woke. The donkey lifted himself on his forefeet and walked around the ring. A few minutes passed and again the voice of the manager called quick step and Pinocchio followed and changed his step. Gallops and Pinocchio galloped full speed and Pinocchio ran as fast as he could. As he ran, the master raised his arm and pistol shot rang in the air. At the shot, the little donkey fell to the ground as if he were really dead. A showers of applause greeted donkey as he arose to his feet. Cries and shouts and hands clapping were heard on all sides. At all that noise, Pinocchio lifted his head and raised his eye. There, in front of him, in a box sat a beautiful woman. Around her neck, she wore a long gold chain, from which she hung a large medallion. On the medallion was painted the pictures of a marionette. That picture is of me, the beautiful lady is my fairy said Pinocchio to himself, recognizing her. He felt so happy, and he tried his best to cry out, Oh, my fairy, my own fairy! But instead of words, a loud praying was heard in the theaters, so loud and so long that all the spectators, men and women and children, but especially the children, burst out of laughing. Then, in order to teach the donkey that it was not a good manner to pray before the public, The manager hit him on the nose with the handle of the whip. The poor little donkey stuck out on a long tongue and licked his nose for a long time in an effort to take away the pain. And what was his grief when, on looking up toward the boxes, he saw that the fairy had disappeared. He felt himself fainting, his eyes filled with tears, and he wept bitterly. No one knew it, however, least of all the managers who, cracking his whip, cried out, Bravo, Pinocchio! Now show us how gracefully you can jump through the rings. Pinocchio tried two or three times, but each time he came near the ring, he found it more to his taste to go under it. The fourth time, at a look from his master, he leaped through it, but as he did so, his hind legs caught in the rings and he fell into a floor in a heap. When he got up, he was lame and could hardly limp as far as, as far as the stable. Pinocchio, we want Pinocchio, we want the little donkey, cried the boys from the orchestra saddened by the accident. No one saw Pinocchio again that evening. The next morning, the veterinary, that is the animal doctor, declared that 
he would be lame for the rest of his life. What do I want with a lame donkey? said the manager to the stable boy. Take him to the market and sell him. When they reached the square, Obaya was soon found. How much do you ask for the little lame donkey? he asked. Four dollars. I'll give you four cents. Don't think I'm buying him for work. I only want his skin. It looks tough and I can use it to make a drum hat. I belong to a musical band in my village and I need a drum. I'll leave it to you, my dear children, to picture yourself with great pleasure. As soon as the buyer paid for the four cents, the donkey changed hands. His new owner took him to a high cliff overlooking the sea, put a stone around his neck, tied the rope to one of his hind feet, gave him push, and then threw him into the waters. Pinocchio sank immediately, and his new master sat on the cliff, waiting him to drown, so as to skin him and make himself a drum hat.